At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the May 15th edition of the Rotor World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Getting ready to talk some Atlanta Hawks, a lot of fantasy goodness, a lot of fantasy targets on this team, early, mid-round, and late, with a new acquisition as well, sort of new. Uh, With me to do so is Ryan Kanas. What's up, man? Well, trying to find news to write about for the website, and um, yeah, it's fun to think about the Hawks. They're, They're a good team. I feel like they're pretty transparent, pretty interesting rotations, a lot of interesting young players, obviously. Uh, fantasy potential there so i think there's there'll be a lot to talk about yeah trey went from a guy who was like border round first uh to a guy who's like for sure first now and Mm -hmm. john collins went from kind of borderline second third to now for sure second um cam is gonna be one of my favorite targets kevin hurt is really good obviously the quinn capella part was was really the whole big reason why i wanted to on the website right now i did a three thousand word deep dive on john collins and breaking down how Capello could affect him on top of his growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I guess let's just start with him. So I went into this thinking, like, he's kind of on the back end of the Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum's, like, you know, at the turns. And I came out of it knocking him down a little bit just because both Clint Capella and Collins, they are just so good around the basket and they do a lot of work around the basket. Capella has been top two and paint touches per game in each of the last two seasons. He, um, you know, he doesn't have the three-point shot, unlike your Alex Lenz and Deadmans and guys who play the five with Collins. So, you know, it's going to affect how right. Collins shoots at the rim. And Collins at the rim was arguably among, I think, top ten guys with shots at the rim. He was the best field goal percentage-wise. So yeah, he was, and I think like yeah. 63% of his distribution or something like that was yeah. at the rim. It so he, he needs to be at the rim. Yeah, so that hurts. He was the number one man in pick-and-roll uh, roll man points per game. Like, everything checks out. Um, as far as how he crushed on twos. And the other thing that struck me on Collins was he was ridiculously good on catch-and-shoot threes. Uh, among the high-volume guys, he actually had the best uh, catch-and-shoot hmm. um, over um, your, like, dames and, like, really good shooters, you know. He was really yeah. good. And this is, a, you know, I think the minimum was, like, 75 shots. Like, 90, 90 guys qualified, so it wasn't too right. cherry-picky. But, yeah, he was, like, 44-something percent. Just awesome. Um so, but then the other thing too, so Collins, you know, we had a little bit of pause making him high because of the lack of blocks and that changed because he, out of nowhere, he more than doubled his blocks per minute and a huge reason why is because he plays five and I, I looked, I kind of really dove in on this and he tries to block shots from, you know, mid-range and out, um, very little three-point blocks, very, very low and then Capella also. Um, among like the top 20-ish blockers per game, he was the low man. So like again, he protects the paint, nothing really else. Uh, same with Collins. Um, and then obviously his splits as a center were really stood out. Um, you know, it's it's just, he's going to lose blocks, like for right. sure. So, um, and that's fine. I mean, this guy was yeah. number seven per yeah. game. So even if he loses blocks, he's still, you know, what, 15, 20, which is still great. 
Well, he he basically builds himself. I, I wrote a blurb recently in March, I want to say it was, or April. He basically said, like, I can play power forward alongside Clint Capella. Now that I'm shooting the ball, this is a quote from him, now that I'm shooting the ball, I think people think I'm stuck as a five. They see me playing the five, but uh, I have the ability to swing the ball, run the floor, shoot, create offense for myself. I'm not just a pick and roll player. So, right, like he's he's okay moving away from the rim, which is fine for the Hawks, maybe if, if I don't really see him as like a stretch power forward. But if that works out, great. But for fantasy purposes, to all of the points you just made, yeah, I think I think it hurts him. Fewer, you know, if he's away from the rim, fewer rebounds too, which which didn't even come up. Fewer blocks for sure, and efficiency that that field goal percentage at the rim was so key for him he was 14th in points per shot attempt last year so just huge efficiency and he needs that and that that was a a a core tenet of his fantasy value i wrote recently that fantasy owners will not be able to get john collins outside of the top 20 do you still think that yeah i think i mean i'm gonna probably be like i said i'm probably gonna be on the lower end of that i still think he's a second rounder but, um, yeah. yeah, that's where I'd have him in the 15 to 20 range. Just because, again, to, okay. to add to that. So, the three-pointers, he hit 1.43s per game. And he still shot fifty-seven over 57%. Um, and he, he's actually the first player in NBA history to have 1.3 or more threes and over 57% from the field. Um, so, that I mean, to, mm. to be that good and to have an impact yeah. at threes is just something we've never seen before. And then to add to that, too, so... If Capella is soaking up the paint, that means Collins won't be as wide open, right? You're not going to have two guys pack the paint. It's just harder to, from a defensive standpoint, if a guy's standing out there, you're, you've already got a rim protector. You don't necessarily need to have, you know, um, two guys in the paint. So when, when Collins, my point is, Collins won't be kind of John, free on yeah. the, on the perimeter as much, which is key. John Collins disagrees with you he said, <laughs> i'm being yeah. serious he, he said he said i feel like i'm going to have more open shots now too i feel like the lane is going to be a lot more open if if i continue to shoot over 40 percent from deep uh and have cam kev hunter trey running pick and rolls in a basketball heaven it sounds amazing so he's he's thinking that capella like crushes defenses and makes them suck them into the lane a yeah. little bit opening him up so I got yeah. some, I got some stats. So just just one man. Yeah, thing. for sure. But I do you like fundamentally. I mean, you're not going to be like he, if Capella's already in there. Why are you going to have two guys in the paint in modern NBA? Like, it just makes no sense. Yeah, the the, the open shots he's referring to, I think, are like right. Three well, points. still, so he's just so he, be, I don't yeah. think he could be much better because ninety one percent of his shots were catch and shoot. Seventy five percent of them were wide open. Ninety one percent. Ninety one percent catch and shoot. Uh, 75%, 75% were wide open, not just open, wide open. Uh, he only had, he had four, four tight defense shots. Uh, that's zero to four. So that's very tight and tight. Just four of them. Um, he was Mm -hmm. one of 11 on pull up, pull up trays. So he didn't even shoot those. He was assisted on 97% of his makes. Um, that is uh, fifth in the league among guys with 1.33s per game. PJ Tucker, Chris Stapps. He was not on the scouting report. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he wasn't taking um, uh, sh- triples late in the shot clock. Only eleven percent of his attempts were with zero to seven seconds. Um, he was excellent early in the shot clock. Shot fifty percent on fifty-two attempts uh, with the shot clock at fifteen to twenty-four seconds. 
uh, and he cut down on his two, so he really traded off those mid-rangers for threes. So I don't see how any reason he could be better than getting shot quality better than that. I mean, that's... Right, yeah. there's not a lot of not, not a lot of head. Yeah, seventy five percent wide open is insane. Like, like for instance, yeah, yeah. I mean it's just nuts. Like that's, that's, I think that's um, Trey's at like twenty. Tatum was at like twenty. Like it's, it's it can't get better. Well, John Collins, touche, <laughs> my friend. You you just you just got. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a little bit worried about that. So you got to assume he's not going to shoot. Um, well, because he shot like I said, forty four percent on catch and shoot in the second half of this when the last twenty three games mm-hmm. of the year. That's when he was just like smash city. He was the number one player from basically when he returned um, for total value, um, you know, top five ish, top seven for the season. Uh, and yeah, the dunking yeah. is huge. He had two point nine dunks per game. Um, he shot so much better on layups last year. Uh, again, it, it's just for Capella to get in there. So, it's, it's just yeah. it's just not going to be as good of a fit for him. Yeah. So long term, speaking of that. The Hawks acquire Clint Capella. He's got a you know reasonable contract that extends out through I think twenty two twenty three. Why would they have done that? And Collins recently called himself a max player, so he's going to be a huge expense. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to sign Trey Young. Then they've got you know a couple couple up and coming rookies who, for all we know, could develop into max players. So, do you feel that by getting Clint Capella? They're sort of hedging their bets on Collins. Like if he demands a max contract and they're not in a position to do it, then okay, great. We already have Plan B. It's Clint. Capella. I mean, to add to that, they still have Dwayne Dedman under contract at thirteen point three million for the next two seasons. I mean, that's not nothing. Oh, he's there for two <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I, sure. that trade was so stupid to me. But um, I don't know, dude, because he's ha- he has that player extension coming up. You mentioned Trey's. Trey's going to for sure be a max player. So I mean, to build around those guys, I I, I don't like the Capella trade and. To add to that, the whole core five lineup, which is Trey, Collins, Herder, Hunter, and Cam Reddish, that lineup mm-hmm. was amazing, especially from a fantasy fantasy perspective. If you compare that yeah. um, lineup to the team rankings, they were better on offense than the number one ranked Mavs, and they were faster than the number one ranked Bucks. So they're playing really, really fast, scoring a lot of points. Like, oh my god, this is fantasy heaven right now. Which is why we saw Herder yeah. have value, Cam, all those guys had value. It'll- so. They had a 118 offensive rating. Yeah, exactly. And a plus six net yeah, rating. And they were significantly fast. They were like two possessions faster. It wasn't like a fractional um, for pace. So it was just scoring yeah, yeah. fast right. over, I think, 205-minute sample. So not the biggest, but not nothing. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, I just hate it um, to invest that kind of money. So Collins was also playing about 40% of his minutes at the five when Deadman was around. That's going to go way down. Uh, and, as a, again, like he was significantly better as a five. Um, so with Deadman around, yeah. he was as a four, 23-9 with 1.1 blocks. And, you know, and it's hit on threes, too. Um, 1.43s. But as a five, so I'll just do it. He's about mm. four, four points per game better per 36. Two boards per better per 36. 0.8 blocks per 36 better. So pretty close to double block rate. Uh, and then fifty uh, percent better on threes as well. So again, that chalks it up. Like Deadman's and Deadman stretches the floor too. So like it's not quite an apples to apples comparison. So I, I have a lot of concerns. So like if we if it, it, unless like they DMPCD Deadman, which I mean maybe they do. Um, I don't see how Collins could get to the fifth. He needs to get to fifteen minutes per game at the five. I feel like to really justify being a top fifteen pick. And, you know, again, I'm still fine picking yeah. him at 20, but I, I, he's just so much better there. So, I don't know. I'm a little bit nervous about him. 
Yeah, that's uh, what you just said brings up the point that we should develop a metric where you can see specifically when a player is at a this position or that position what their actual fantasy yeah. value is. Wouldn't that be fascinating? Like John Collins was a was number forty two as a power forward, but number five when he was That'd be awesome. Center. Yeah, it something definitely like takes that. some time because I had to actually <laughs> some, some, yeah, some I had to go about. through every because like with NBA dot com if you change. If there was a trade in the split you're doing, like, so I was trying to take Alex Len off, Deadman off, it won't let you do it, like, the way you need to right. see it because they were on different teams at times. So you got to kind of do it one by one. It was a big pain in the neck. But, um, yeah, but, so it's pretty. But yeah. I'm with you. I'm, I'm with your broad takeaway that, that it definitely hurts Collins having Capella there. No, There's almost no yeah. question. And probably bumps him down. You know, whereas formerly I might have put him around 10 somewhere in there. Pro- yeah, probably early second round. For yeah. Me so, would you take Bam or Collins? That's a good. Bam question. hasn't missed a game since March 2018. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd probably still take. I would take Collins, Bam. Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing him okay. soon. But uh, he's yeah. a beast, man. You, I just yeah. love the guy. Just doesn't miss games, man. He's just getting so so good. And Dragic, maybe Dragic goes you, away, but yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm totally sold on Bam. I forget what you said, Isaac or That's or a good Collins? one. I still think I would take Collins just because I'm if like if if Isaac didn't get hurt with a knee issue, then yeah, sure. And yeah. just by the way, um so Collins' left ankle, um, which was when we had the non uh, invasive surgery, whatever it was, that cost him the first fifteen games of mm-hmm. last year, missed one game additionally last year. Then we're talking twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen. Um and then as you saw, the Hawks they put so many guys as probable, so it's kind of hard to really weigh how much he was hurt. But he was listed as probable with an ankle injury a few times. Um, you know, he's pretty durable. Besides that, obviously the suspension, which you would assume is a one-time fluky thing, so he doesn't quite have the right. durability rating of like a Tatum or a Bam. But I think he's in the upper half. And again, being you know twenty-two or whatever, that's huge. Um, you know, these guys are uh, being under twenty-five is just such a bonus in fantasy. Yeah, so I'm I'm certainly interested, but just um, you know, like I said, I'm Bam for sure for me, just because I'm sold on his role a lot more. Um, but I mean, gotcha. yeah, I mean, it took Westbrook time to adjust to Harden, and he eventually did. So maybe he's going to be kind of a buy low kind of a player, where like it takes some time to adjust to this new role. Yeah, we'll we'll find out hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I I doubt that I honestly I think if the season comes back, it goes right to the playoffs. Yeah. So I don't think we're seeing the Hawks, yeah. but. But uh, you know, sometime it might be December next year. By the is the first time we see John Collins play again, which is crazy. But that's that's yeah, where we're yeah. at. I guess let's talk about Capella really quick. So, kind of a regression, which that's to be expected. We knew that the shooting was going to drop because of Westbrook. This is pretty easy to uh, figure out. But he actually had a better. He rebounded much better last year. Blocks are really good. Again, mm-hmm. I mentioned he he's so dominant at blocking inside the paint. Um, so maybe it's a two-way street too, where they kind of trade off, and you know maybe Capella's away from the basket a little bit more as far as you know defending guys who are out there hitting corner threes or whatever. But I don't think that makes any sense. But I'm just trying to think think it through. But um, yeah, so I'm pretty sure I'm gonna fade this. Um, you mentioned like he's gonna be 26. This guy has been struggled to stay on the court for the most part. So I, I don't really see how I'm taking him. Um, yeah. So you're fading him to the what, like sixty no, no, range no, that no. far? But he'll be gone. He'll be gone before fifty, I think, right? Yeah, well, probably. He's good yeah. when he's playing. He's great. Obviously, if you're he is, and I, I feel like 
you know, he's been in a system. I think Atlanta's not too far off what, what he experienced in Houston. Because to me, and when the trade happened, I was like, oh, that's, that's bad for Capello because he was in a perfect mm. system. Plus, you got to factor in, but but I think he has enough, you know, lob threat. Like Trey will find him plenty, and they play fast enough that he can use his vertical speed to kind of, you know, still work his game and get to the rim. But he's also got a, you know, plantar fasciitis is is on lingering in my mind now, and that was, you know, shut down his season essentially, and can be a chronic issue. Uh, Marcus Camby, I feel like it came up a couple years in his career, many other guys. Um, so between those factors, like maybe not quite as ideal a role. He's a year older. He's now had a, a long-term injury. And he's got to figure out a new role on a, on a new team with a guy who, John Collins, who we said plays essentially the same role. I... I don't. I like think his minutes. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be drafting. Do you think he's gonna be in that mid lowish midish thirties range? Because before two seasons mm-hmm. ago, he was kind of upper twenties, and what took him to the next level was like going into the thirties. So do you th- I kind of think he comes back a little bit. I think I kind of think he goes into that you know twenty eight twenty nine minute range. I agree with you, and and then I think that caps his fantasy upside at you know fifty. Yeah. So we're pretty much on the same page there. Uh, what are I'm trying to think of other comparable centers we could kind of? Because I mean, some the ones at the top of my head aren't even close. Um, Embiid, uh, would you take Embiid? I, I think I'd still take Embiid. I'd take. I'm Embiid, sure you take sure. Aiton. Yes, easily. Yeah. What about Rashawn? Like, so say Rashawn Holmes. Um, you know, he's under contract, but say the Kings don't add anybody, and he has Bagley still there. I think I'd take Holmes, man. Hmm. I'd probably take Holmes, yeah. yeah. I trust I trust Holmes he quite was, a bit. He was phenomenal oh for God, a long yeah. stretch, yeah. 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 He was, you know, top 10 for total value before he got hurt, if I remember. So, yeah. Aldridge? Right. I, I'd uh, take Aldridge. Aldridge? He's been pretty... I'd probably take Capella, man. I'm, yeah. I'm afraid there's got to be a cliff at some point for Aldridge, and I don't want to own him yeah. when it comes. I'm not going to draft him. He, he's getting up there. It's pretty much a bigger knock on Capella than anything else. Like, I just, yeah. I'm just not sold on him. Just because okay. I, I just what about, I just don't feel okay. good about so, it. So you you take Sabonis. Yep. Uh, I'd even take. What Mitch about Rob. Jonas Jonas Valanciunas? Uh, I guess I, I guess I take Capella. It, 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 like we're in a vacuum here. <laughs> you just don't want. Yeah, him, I'm probably I'm probably not okay. gonna. Have, I hope I have at least two big men by the time I come to that decision. Like I'm hoping to have a lot of Bam, maybe some Collins or Siakam. Like I want to have one of those guys paired with like Trey or Dame or maybe Harden if I'm picking up really high. But yeah, there's a decent amount of big men there. Yeah. So who else we got on the Hawks? Who want to? Uh, what about Trey? Uh, so I'm writing him up right now. He's going to come out on Monday. Uh, I for sure have him top eight, like no question. I won't be talked out of it. Um, do you have him in the top eight? Yes, dur- he's durable. Yeah. He yeah. The second half or well, post All Star, it's not really half of the season, mm-hmm. but of his rookie season, sold me. Mm-hmm. And I think you and I were both admirably high on him coming into this year because it it paid off and he was fantastic. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm I'm in. Yep. So um, one big reason he really improved, he was great on twos, fifty one percent on twos. Uh, so that pulled him up from you know he's not a great three point shooter like you know he's not shooting forties. He takes kind of tougher shots, but he also really improved there. 
Um, he was about 10% better on catch-and-shoot threes, improved his pull-up percentage on threes, really improved everything. Um, he wasn't getting as many wide-open looks, but he was still getting a decent amount of pull-up wide-open looks, which is a lot harder to do for obvious reasons. So he was better on that. Um, he's better on, again, really just everything as a shooter. Uh, and what's really struck me when I was digging in, for Trey got the, oh, he's undersized, he can't score in traffic, blah, 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 blah. That's not true. He shot 50% on twos in each of the last two seasons, which, you know, puts him kind of in the middle of the pack for guys who are you know, getting a lot, of, a lot of shots. Like, your guys who are great are mid-50s. He's still not that far off. If you're bad, you're kind of lowish 40s. Uh, and to be that young and that kind of small, for him to be that good that soon, is a big positive to me. So I kind of dug through this. It's, yeah, yeah, I dug through it to look at some guys who are, you know, kind of similar, or just I wanted to see how they were when they were younger. So Kemba was at thirty-eight percent in his third season, compared to forty-eight percent now. Damian Lowe was at forty percent his from, second from season. From where, sorry? Uh, just on, dri- on drives. Drives. Yeah. Um, and then Dame was at forty percent. He was at fifty-six percent. So he was excellent this year. Uh, and then Westbrook was terrible too. He was at forty percent and forty-three percent back in this is four or five years ago, and now he was at fifty-six percent as well. So, um, you know, it's, to be that young and be good, um, you know, if you're shoot, you know, fantasy, you want fifty percent is a great number on, you know, close yeah. to you know seven eight shots a game, high high volume. Attempts, yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. So I, I'm pretty sold. Um, I'm de- like it's, it's funny. Good. Yeah, ju- just before you started talking about the knocks on him as like a slight guy who would struggle with contact and stuff, I, I immediately started looking up uh, NBA.com stats of what he's been doing at the at the mm-hmm. rim, and he was fifty eight point five percent shooting yep. uh, at at the rim on pretty you know pretty high volume attempts, and within the paint he was forty five percent, which is totally reasonable, way above the league average. So yeah, the dude like he can do it all. He's not just a three point shooter. Yep. Cut down on mid range a little bit, um, which is great. You want to see yeah. that, and to be you know that efficient at almost eighty percent unassisted on buckets, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, you love to see it. I mean, again, the the free throws too, nine point three three um, per game, uh, it's, it's huge and big boost from five point one last year. So he could he probably I be double this next but, year. Yeah, totally. And I recommend uh, to people listening go to NBA.com, check out his splits, then. You know, go to his shot shot chart because the amount of shots he took from like forty feet away is hilarious yeah. to want to look at. And him and Dame, <laughs> Dame is another guy too. It is a great shot chart yeah. to to just observe. Yeah, he's he's but, hilarious. Yeah. yeah, he's just a man. And you and I were so you and I were talking about this. Like, I for sure have him over Curry, and you yes, know, Jonas either. does not. Jonas has Curry really high. But like, he has him three, yeah, you said, I believe. I, I'm not. Yes. I have Tatum ahead of him. I'm just not taking Curry this year. Jonas, if you're listening, you're wrong. <laughs> I get it. I get the upside. But, I mean, like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's it's, it's too risky. Just too to too, too risky. Up. But, um, oh, yeah, wait. we mentioned. So, like, Curry, last year, per, only five games. Like, he's going to be really, really good for free throws um, for the category. But you could argue Trey's going to be just as good there. You know, he's not going to be quite as good on threes, but... Um, you know, maybe trade. I mean, Curry threes is just unfair. So it's not like a big trade off, but Trey's going to be better in assists. They're going to score about the same. They're probably going to score about thirty a game. Um, yeah. I mean, Trey was almost there last year, and I think he'll be even better next year. So yeah, and and he, yeah, he went up from thirty two percent shooting three pointers as a rookie to I want to say thirty four percent, something like that this year. 36, so he's just yeah. getting. He, yeah, maybe even. So he's just getting better. So yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so it's a, it's pretty easy to me. Like the you're pretty much a wash on steals. Uh, I think Curry will definitely be better in field goal percentage. So you're pretty much trading off a little bit of threes. But I'd rather take Trey's assists over the Curry three boost. So, and durability. Right, that's I mean, what I'm Yeah, we're just say. we're just talking about stats, but yeah, yeah. it's not even a contest. Yeah, you're, so you you'd rather the, have the, the field goal percentage of the durability, like all day durability, um, especially yeah. in your first round pick. So yeah, I'll take a 22 year old who who like hasn't missed a game. Or he's missed one one game or yeah, something. Yeah, he had a couple ankle tweaks. But I haven't dug into that yet. But he yeah. well, those two ankle tweaks were scary, man. We thought it'd be like, yeah. oh yeah, he's out for like two weeks, and he was back. But isn't that almost a plus? Because oh, it, it's a okay. Big plus. He's a quick, he's a quick healer yeah, too. Yeah, same, same with Tatum. I mentioned that on Tatum. He had that groin strain. We're like, oh my god, is he going to miss the playoffs? Because it looked right. terrible, and he was back and just missed three games. So yeah, I, yeah, I'm totally sold on his durability. Again, the youth is just huge to me, and I think the Hawks may make the playoffs too. So they've been playing yeah. pretty good ball, especially with their with how young they were. Um, and even without Capella suiting up for him, yeah. So, so I'm I'm pretty sold. I'm I think they're in. I'm there. gonna have a lot of Trey um, if I'm picking, you know, <laughs> six, seven, eight. But um, yeah, I, like after AD Harden Towns, I feel like it's pretty hard to get anybody above him and Dame as well. Like I feel like those four are really tough to top. And Jokic, Jokic too. Sorry, but after those guys, I think Trey has to be there. Like I mentioned, he's closer to being in that tier than to being in the next tier to me. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. Yeah. So we're on the same page yep. there. So so you're not putting Giannis in there? No, I guess he's in there, but you got to build the right way. Right. I think. Uh, I guess he's in there, yeah. And I just love getting like a point guard who's going to give me nearly 10 assists per game. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a, that's a tough one. We'll, we'll have plenty of time to talk about it. Yeah, I thought he was going to be the league leader in assists, and he almost was uh, LeBron somehow went berserk but um yeah so definitely sold on him so other role players and one thing i want to add to that to kind of a pro tray thing uh a lot of their shooters like i mentioned collins catch and shoot a lot of their other guys catch and shoot they're great um kevin herter 42 percent on catch and shoot um deandre hunter got a little bit better he's still at 39 percent catch and shoot as a rookie that's great to see and then cameron reddish who was horrible shot 47 percent on catch and shoot threes in his last 12 on decent volume so all those guys spacing the floor for him when they run that core five lineup, like that's assist central for a guy that just dominates the ball. Um, yeah, he was third in the league in assist percentage behind LeBron and and, and Luca. Yeah. And yeah, just yeah. To- led the league in touch time, um, led the league in dribbles per touch. Uh, he was second in passes received per game. I, I don't think you'll guess who number one was. He was tied with LeBron. It's a stunner. It was. I was like, oh my god, this guy led in. Passes received per game. Passes received. Yeah, it's per a point game. guard, Eastern Conference. It'll have to be a team with a fast pace. It, I don't know. It's yeah, a Devonte Graham. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh my god, I was stunned when I saw that. Received. Yeah. So a lot of dribble handoffs and yeah, or just uh, you know, big man rebounding it on the defensive side, giving it to the point guard is another big one Strange, to kind of facilitate yeah. the okay. offense too. So I was like, oh my god, Devonte, but um. Yeah, so definitely, again, it's just a great, great system for him. Obviously, Lloyd Pierce trusts him. Schlenk trusts him. They're building around this team. They basically drafted Hunter and Radish and these guys to make sure that he was put in the best position to succeed. So, um, yeah, I'm totally sold on Trey. 
right. Uh, anything? Same. Same yep, here. Yep. So, <laughs> what about? So, kind of a recent story was: What are you going to do about Herder versus Reddish? Obviously, they're going to start Capella. So, you, they're going to start Hunter. You would assume you're going to start Collins and Trey. So, who's the fifth starter? Um, I would lean Cam. Um, they both do have some point guard time, but I think later in the year we saw Herder really develop as a ball handler. So it kind of makes sense to bring him off the bench, you know, let him back up Trey, you know, stagger him a little bit with really everybody in the whole rotation. So, um, yeah. and, I st- and I don't think that's a knock on Herder. I still think he'll find a way to get 28, 29 minutes, which is fine. For sure. But, um, yeah. Um, what do you make I of this? I think, yeah, I, I wrote a blurb about that, and I've, I think it was Travis Schlenk, who, the GM of the Hawks, who said we have to solve the Cam and Kev problem or something yeah. which is which alludes directly to the fact that the team acknowledges like who do we start alongside trey young i think cam reddish gives them better defense and he was so improved offensively as the season went on he was really good and herder just seems like a kind of natural six man right because mm-hmm. he's a ball handler a playmaker his you know his, his defensive deficiencies won't be quite and which i mean he's very young he can get better don't get me wrong but um won't get as exposed as much if he's going against second unit shooting guards so i think that's the natural move as as well yeah so it makes sense um again which is fine for both of their fantasy value right like i don't i don't mind if herder if i draft him and he's coming off the bench he's still gonna get 30 minutes yeah they're gonna run eight 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 ish man rotation i would think but again Man, yeah. my my kingdom to get Dwayne Dedman out of the rotation, you know, like if he's out of there to yeah. open up, you know, eighteen nineteen minutes per game, then that's going straight to your herders, your reddishes, your hunters, and Kel- I would rule that out, Mike. Yeah, because I I think he was brought in there for the culture. You know, he had been there before. He's he's a good locker room guy. They they alluded to that a couple times during the trade and after it. Yeah. I I wouldn't be shocked if he if he kind of falls. That's kind of where I'm at. Like I just, it, it's just so hard to invest that kind of money into him. And Zach Lowe wrote about it. He yeah. is like, he kind of had the same take where it's like, quote unquote, for now that you know the, the sentiments won't be there for Collins. So they we're kind of on the same page. Actually, one thing I wanted to note, I forgot to mention. Um, so I looked at how Capella affected shooting percentages for the high volume scores, and it turns out Westbrook was considerably worse next to Capella. Uh, and Harden was worse in three of the last four years. He was better this year. But, um, yeah, he was also. So Capella, if you go based off that, he had a negative impact on shooting percentages for his guards. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I don't know if I can quite yeah, figure odd. that out. I, but, uh, yeah, I would need to, it, it need struck to me dig though. into I mean, that. Those are, you know, 6% is a big difference on field goal percentage. Mm. Um, you know, 6% yeah. for Harden last year. Um Six point four percent before that, so we're talking you know decent numbers here. More yeah. just opening That's, up spaces. So yeah, I, I didn't, I, I like I said, I didn't that. like those trades. I think I wish they just kind of stuck with it. So maybe, maybe they get something cooking. I mean, and there's also to add to this, um, what John Hollinger had kind of he wasn't reporting it, but he was saying like maybe the Celtics try to trade for Collins with like Carson Edwards and uh, and other stuff or Romeo, sorry Romeo Langford and something else, which makes no sense from the Hawks' perspective. But um, yeah, that's not gonna. Yeah, happen. but they box himself. The in. only the only fear there was, I, I'm assuming he was arguing that if Collins wants a max extension and they can't, you know, they're they're unwilling to pay it, then they want to get something. But that yeah, that doesn't add up. Yeah, I like how the Hawks have drafted, but like 
they're just like looking at their trades, man. Like obviously Luca's the Luca trade, even as good as Cam and as good as Trey are, I mean, you still take Luca every time, I would say. But like, you know, they traded up yeah, they traded up for Hunter, that yeah. was too much, everyone thought. This Capella thing I hate, the Deadman thing I hate, like all the trades I just don't like. But you know, drafting from pure talent standpoint, from where they've been drafting, I feel like they've been doing pretty well. I I agree. Uh, and I think at the time it happened to the sorry, there's a siren in the background. Um at the time at the time it happened, the the Luca trade trade, they were just hammered. Mm. Like I think everyone thought, wow, this is incredibly lopsided, not even close. So I think the development of Trey and Cam has at least justified it to some extent. But you're right. I'm, you know, in, in hindsight, clearly they should have gone with yeah. And to add to Cam, uh, again, I mentioned his catch and shoot late, but he more than doubled his – if you look at his first 14 games to his last 14 games, he literally more than doubled his efficiency. He was like 29 and then up to like 61 over the last 14 games. So uh, yeah, yeah, he got so much better. It's yeah, wild. a lot of on-ball defense. You know, he's gonna he's gonna find a way to get minutes. I think his steals numbers are gonna come on the rise as well. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm pretty into him. Uh, do you think one point? What are you thinking at for steals? Because he's gonna have to steal the ball to be you know a top fifty kind of a guy. Do you think he can get to one point five? I think so. Sure. I mean, he's so young and he's got good wingspan, good size. Seems to have decent instincts and um yeah he was at 1.1 per game over his final 20 games last year also shooting the ball really efficiently as you as you talked about two over two threes per game during that span so um yeah i I think 1.5 steals and like 0.8 blocks something like that next year next year is totally reasonable and that would be great for fantasy value fine he'll be he'll be a top 75 yeah if he shoots like 44 percent which i think is a little bit of a lofty expectation, but certainly in the realm of outcomes. So he was forty-seven yeah. percent over that 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 twenty-game stretch I was talking. Yeah, about, so. so he definitely has it in him. So yeah, I'm pretty sure I'll be drafting a ton of him. You know, round six, seven, yeah. eight, um, depending on who's drafting. Like I definitely want to get like Dejounte's and those guys before him. Um, Herder again. Um, so you have Reddish over Herder, and what about Hunter? Do. do you have it? I think that's kind of we're all on the same page there. Yeah. So. Do you have do you have Hunter or Herder uh, next after Cam? I'm probably gonna go with Hunter just for just because Herder doesn't really throw me shot. You know, forty percent after the break last year doesn't get quite enough assists or steals to move the needle. I I, I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like like Hunter probably has a higher upside. Yeah, he needs to. But it, it's, just, it's just a guess. They're both yeah. really young. I, we've yet to see them reach their full potential. But I kind of, I just am more intrigued by Hunter. I would yeah, say. and I mean to add to that, Cam was is still just twenty because you know Hunter spent some time at UVA. So yeah, yeah that's Cam true. Cam could get even better. So. so it's another kind of pro yeah. thing for him. But uh, and then to add to that, if Herder went, so if Herder went to the line yeah. more, that would also make a little bit of a difference. He doesn't. That's a good point. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, I'm with you. So you 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 also go reddish hunter herder in that yep, order. Yep, I'm a little bit more. Yeah. I'm definitely more sold on him. Um, positional flexibility is definitely pro hunter. He can play really two three four, where herder is kind of two three one ish, I guess. But um, obviously Trey is going to play 36 minutes to eat, eat up most of those. Right. So um, exactly. yeah, I, I'd like to see. And then you've got the you know if if herder loses the shooting guard job and his minutes could take a dip because he played a lot of minutes if i yeah he was playing he, he was what? playing like upper 30s uh, with a hurt groin yeah. so 
That was insane. Right. And then so, um, the, the, the concern about Hunter, which I had, which is why I kind of faded him. The defensive stats weren't there, man. That's just a killer. Um, maybe yeah. he can get better there, but he was, you know, he's a he was a rookie yeah. or is. I don't. I never know how to talk about the the current currencies. <laughs> yeah. I think we can put it past tense now, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any other hawks that you've got your eye on? Uh not really. Like Bembry, nah. nah. Yeah. Jabari Parker, dumb. Yeah, going yeah. He's got, uh, he's got he got traded. Yeah. But, uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, so, so, there you go. Yeah. Forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. um, Deadman, no. Deadman will be a pickup. Deadman will be a pickup when gets hurt. Yeah. yeah, they got. I'm, so, just, I was just, I'm looking at their season totals, which yep. is why I'm just oh, mentioning for sure. people who aren't even oh, there. I've done that. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what the. So, uh, Hollinger had mentioned with they may go after D'Anthony Melton or somebody like that. That'd be fun. Yeah, that like would kind be. Kind of an off, off ball ish point guard to kind of just fill in minutes because Herder could play on ball. That'd be a fun little combo. Herder, Melton, backup guards. They already have so many interchangeable kind of wing guards. Yeah. I mean, they, they do need the backup point guard. Is that, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yep. Because I don't think they're going to fill that I think Teague's going to want to go to a yeah. good team. Yeah. But. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see who they fill in there. But I think. Uh, the guys we just talked about will will constitute the core rotation and will be the only valuable fantasy players on this team. I agree. Um, we'll see what they do. In, in they still have their draft pick, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah so we'll see. It's unfortunate. Like like Bruno Fernando is just dead in the water. Oh, he's now. done. Yeah, he's totally done. <laughs> he was. I don't even know if Damian minute. Jones is on the roster. Free agent. He's free agent. So and then he's and then a, um, they still have Scal- they have, they're not going to bring him. Back. Yeah, they still have uh, year. He has another qualifying offer too. So be fun. He was he That's had a, one of the biggest fantasy days of the season. But yeah, the Hawks are sitting at um, the number four hole for the lottery if it ended today. So they got pretty good odds to mm. get a good pick. Yeah, forty eight percent to pick top four. So. Yeah, a lot of lot of potential there. Yeah, definitely. And I think I'll, I'll have some hawks on my fantasy teams next year. I guarantee. Yeah, it. I want a lot of them. Uh, I, like I said, I'm, I'll target between all five Trey, of them. Collins, uh, Cam. Those are my three like target. I would I would want them yeah. on my team. Trey for sure. Her, uh, Cam for sure. Collins. Collins. Maybe. Well, I'm going to take Bam. Part. So I think me taking Bam over Collins pretty much rules that out. Yeah. You know, I don't think there's any chance that yeah, no, I can no, get no. him on the way back. Would you take Chris Stapps or because Chris Stapps or Collins? I go Collins. Yeah, same safety pick. Yeah. Trying yep. to think of other picks that are yeah. What about Pascal? I think I'd take Siaka, man. Over Collins, yeah, I, yeah, it's close, almost definitely. super close. Oh, real? Okay, so you got it for sure. His his role is so locked in, mm-hmm. and he's so good, and just keeps improving. Whereas Collins, we, I mean, we just talked for twenty yeah. minutes about yeah. all the uncertainty of yeah. of his role and stuff. Yeah, I'm taking Siakam yeah, I'm with definitely. You. Yeah, I think that yep. I think he plays more center too, so I think he could grow more into that role as well. Even though he wasn't like that great as far as splits go, but I'll be I'll be we got plenty of time before basketball comes back on, so I'll probably write him out too. Sure do. Cool. Anything else? Uh, now just uh, anyone listening, head to Roto World and yeah. read Mike's deep dives on players, and check out the, you know the other podcasts. There's a how when when does the Last Dance recap? Did you do your last recap? Yeah, we or? do it every Monday the next day, and we post it right away. So we got that finishing up. Yeah. 
Steve and I will talk about yep. that uh, Monday morning. And any any and all news, there isn't much these days, but it's all right there on the site. Yep. So go check it and out. And then, um, yeah, I didn't talk I didn't talk much about my – I talked briefly in the open uh, about my Jason Tatum. And like I said, I, I have him over Curry now. Um, I'm sold on Jason Tatum. Um, yeah, I'm going to have – if I pick after eight, I'm going to have a ton, assuming Trey's gone. And I, I was trying to figure out how I could – and like that's why I'm also writing about Trey. Besides the pod, I was like, "There's no way I can move Tatum over Trey, right?" And yeah, I can't do it, man. I love Tatum, yeah. but um, he was so good this last you know two months of the season. Yeah, and just gives you the positional, you know, checks off that point yeah. guard box early. And yeah. yeah, like I mentioned too, like if I want a lot of Tatum, I want a lot of Kevin Durant. So if I pick late and I go t- forward, forward. I'm going to be chasing point guard real hard uh, yeah. later in the draft. I mean, I'm going to have to reach. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to be eyeing John John Morant. You know, if I'm picking in the last round, brick, brick three, like for sure, I'll be taking John Morant there. Um, and then, you know, I won't take Capella, but I'm going to need to take it. And I mean, Durant's still going to rebound, like kind of like a five ish anyway. So, um, yeah, yeah um, it's going to be it's going to be tricky to to pull off the Tatum Durant thing. And you're you're anti Katie, right? St- I was just gonna say I'm still surprised by your eagerness to to get Kevin Durant an, an injured player in an early round. Yeah. That just doesn't make sense to me. But well, hey, I, I, the only reason it makes sense all, to me is works. the extra you know four or five months he has to recover. Like without yeah. that, I would not be as aggressive. And then, like I mentioned to you yesterday, he had coronavirus. Does, it's obviously right. not cool. So it's not like proven that if you had it, has the antibody, you know, yeah. you could get it again. But I mean, it makes you less likely to get it, as far as we know right now. So your Mitchell's, so your if the go- season res- yeah, if the season resumes and a player gets coronavirus, they're probably out for, I mean, they're out for a minimum of two minimum, weeks, but yeah. probably like a month. Yeah, right? and that's like think about that during this. Like this is not going away until we get a vaccine. So next year we're right. probably going to have basketball without a vaccine. So you would think that like if your guy gets sick and he misses three games, you're <laughs> so salty. You know, like oh, why'd you miss three games for the flu? You know. But if he has coronavirus, yeah. you're going to miss six games minimum, maybe up to ten, maybe up to ten. You know that's done. That kills the value. So adding, I think that, that, again, that kind of helps Durant, Gobert, Christian Woods, and all those yeah. guys who what I'm a down weird, to take. What a weird world we live in. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's everything affects fantasy, man. It's just like okay, we're, does, yeah. how does coronavirus affect fantasy value? This is where we are. Yeah. Like, that's the cool thing about basketball too is like we worry about standings that affect fantasy value just like who the coach is for DMP rest and there's just so yeah, much so in the many, fantasy right so many aspects yeah, yeah. it's pretty, really cool though alright so we're out of here on that you guys enjoy your weekend and thanks for coming on man of course Mike At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.